0: Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are local and independent grain traders, from seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts. They can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain market report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by farm chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two whilst sampling a beer, Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report.
1: Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market Report for week commencing 17th of April 2023. This is the last five days of of the people who are long of futures on May able to not face writing a great big checkout. So if they're sitting there long and they haven't sold that position... I think most people probably have now. Who can who can tell? But if there's anyone left, then you've got some courage. Just put it that way. So if you haven't got enough money to pay for lots and lots of wheat, then you'd get better get yourself sorted in the first couple of days of the week. Because I think that as it gets towards Friday, it's going to be pretty well. Most people who are not intending to tender will be out of it. So I think there will be the short position landing squarely on your lap. So we shall see. That's very interesting. The market's had, as we've predicted and we've discussed, and it's all about this same subject, the market has had a lot of weakness in the last week. Interestingly, every single day, somebody in the industry is high-ticking the May futures at the end of the day. So it happily trades down to £190 a tonne. So they're all week. Same again this morning, it's down to £191. And at the end of today, they're going to come in and pay £194.75 again or 194.50 or 195 which is for some strange reason psychologically I, I don't know whether I don't know what impact that has, whether it makes people maybe think that the market's firmer than it is or anyway, it's a bit of a strange one and I, I guess at the end of today they'll be bidding up again and we'll probably sell some to them to this time because we're kind of thinking they're a bit dim. we've watched them do it and not done much about it and thought well actually that's quite a good price. Moving on to other subjects that everybody understands. Um, old crop feed wheat values, spot about 185 it's been worse than that I don't think it's going to go any lower in the short term it depends upon the futures if the futures get a technical smack down another tenner then clearly feed wheat X farm will go lower because you'll be able to buy futures cheaper but I don't think it's going to happen the other thing that's happening on feed wheat is farmers are no longer happily selling the surplus they're telling us they're going to carry it all of them can't do that because of cash flow because of storage capacity because of the size of the crop coming so we'll take that with a pinch of salt but i do think that the downside to x farm feed wheat is now quite limited as i say it depends on this car crash moment on the futures on all crops so we shall see and the farmers who are not selling at the moment are quite happy to think about spraying fertilizing getting their sugar beet in doing all sorts of other stuff going to a st george's day piss up or whatever they do you know somehow managing to squeeze a day off so I think that that is fine. You can bury the subject in the sand, if you like, with your head. But sometime in May or June, there's that stark realisation about the jobs to be done ready for harvest. Your task assurance inspection and, you know, the various little bits of mouse droppings that you need to sweep up to make sure that, you, that no one thinks you've done it badly. It is easier to pass if your shed is empty and swept out. And a number of people have all those usual annual things that occur and the big plan to carry it is goes out the window. I'll also say the price for July wheat largely is about the same as the price for November wheat. So the reason you'd be carrying it is an assumption the price goes up on new crop, which with condition of the crop at this precise second is a fairly brave move. I do instinctively think the weather's going to go wrong and there will be a load of speculative buying in the market and there will be a day when it goes firm, but there's no guarantee of that. And every day it rains and it keeps being in good condition You have to put that consideration in your head. Why on earth are you hanging on to something which makes your storage? Sort of compromise with the potential of bugs with old crop and new crop mixing, you haven't got the cash in the bank and you're not gaining in terms of pounds per tonne. All right, there's the pride of not having sold it at 200 and something, but in the end, pride is not really very useful in the commercial sense. So, I think that one will see lots of wheat come to the fore in June and July. And yes, there will be people who carry, but there'll be a lot of people who are saying they're going to carry and they won't. Feed barley, old crop, 165x it's you know whoever's left in that there is bits to tidy up there is people buying it that's quite cheap that's kind of where it's at let's go oilseed rape hideous 340 yeah pretty grim not a lot to say it's in very few hands where that rape goes to there'll be a point when they can't take any more old crop i guess you're not going to lose any money if you hang on to new crop but again you have storage issues to consider moving on to new crop what a fantastic looking crop for those who've got everything in, there's one as you people who haven't got all their spring barley in. There's a number of people who haven't got their sugar beet in. Potatoes are being a bit of a drag in terms of getting those in. There's some troubles. Up north, the Scots have probably got 30% in max. They look like they've got a good week ahead coming, possibly. So they'll probably play catch up. But there is already... A yield penalty to consider you know once you get past 15th of april they say the crop drops by so many tons a day and i think that's a fact but more importantly you push the scottish crop into probability of not such good harvesting weather so we shall see but it is a little nerve jangle. i mentioned it last week but for the molster or the distiller it's a little worry it might firm things up it's not ready to be firmed up at the moment because there's nothing particularly bullish in the market so why chase it if i was a buyer The values for new crop malting barley, probably with the futures and everything coming down in sympathy with the old crop and the sentiment being bearish, you're probably looking at values of about two twenty, two or three for winter malting barley delivered store for harvest, and about ten quid more than that for springs. Don't see that coming much lower or staying down much lower unless the weather just keeps continuing to be really good. And then as we get more confidence about the quality or size of the crop and get through May and June and it's looking fab, then the price will be lower. But equally a hiccup or two with the reduced acreage of spring barley across Europe and, you know, the stocks aren't that great. I think there'll be better days. I think we'll see it recover a bit wheat new crop current value of the futures 207 as as we speak that's pretty low so take 15 quid off that is 192x for november movement that's pretty grim yeah what can i say it is what it is it's not enough for people i don't think farmers are particularly in the mind to sell it but i do think potentially in the next week with this stuff going on with old crop the sentiment might just drag it a few pence lower And then again, if the crop keeps developing really, really well, then you have to take into account the potential of a bigger yield and consequently a bigger return for the farmer. The cost of production goes down if you have a bigger tonnage. If everything keeps going well, then I'm afraid then prices will drop, but doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be worse off. So let's be optimists instead of pessimists or glass half full as opposed to glass half empty types Again, I've forgotten to look up the what three words for the talk. re listened to last week's podcast with the location. It's the car park kind of at the bottom of the hill that goes up to the zoo in Cromer, where we're going to meet. If you are coming, then 11 o'clock, Cromer, give us a ring or recheck the podcast. I vaguely remember it having important in the three words and can't remember the other two words. And I haven't got the time to look it up to re-edit it, so sorry about that. Anyway, 11am, Friday the 28th of April, doing... Podcast walk. Other than that, have a great week's trading and let's just see what the last five days of the brave long sitting there pretending they can pay for wheat and see the whites of their eyes. Have a good week. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours.
0: The Dewing Grain app will keep you updated with real time industry news, data analysis, and insights into the market giving you all the information you need to make informed trading decisions. A commodity selling feature enables you to source prices and receive direct offer notifications, informing you on what Doing Grain are looking to buy and at what price. Search Doing Grain on the App Store or Google Play to download. And with all of these features in your pocket, you'll have more time to sit back and listen to our podcast. To set up a trading account with us, call 01263 731 Or email info at doinggrain.co.uk. And now it's time for the farm chat.
1: Okay, I've got a real treat for everybody. We're all back on block. So I've got Webby. Hello. Ben, hello. Josh. Are you sure about that, Ben? (laughs) Hello. Joseph, right. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've sat and had a little chat about stuff. And there's so many things to talk about. The market's cacked out. I think we predicted that, didn't we? We'll take glory for that, shall we? Yeah, Yeah, I think you can take a bit of glory. What about the all seed rape? Well, I'll take the blame. I went. Let's shut our eyes and pretend it's going to go up to five hundred and what the hell? And it's gone. Well, it, yeah, close I mean, it to four hundred, isn't it? It, it had, had that rally. Absolutely useless.
2: Then it cacked again, and oh. yet soya beans have still stayed firm. Why do you say soya beans? Just remind me, because I think that's probably how you say it grammatically, isn't it, Ian? He just
3: knows it really irritates me. I don't know. what yeah, thing is, what, you do it in your subconscious now. It's like you're natural. It does. No, I don't
4: think he does, because he really accentuates the A, and it really gets you going. It
3: does. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see me, like, itching away in my chair? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I did bring that up for my own pleasure. Yeah,
3: so <laughs>
1: things haven't changed in the time I've been away. There's been a bit of amateur podcasting from the boys, but I brought it back right last week. And, yeah, it's nice to get back in it. So what shall we talk about first, then?
3: Maybe bathing in some glory, but what about £20 Nov May spread? Not enough.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it did get there briefly, I think.
3: From, I don't know if we came back to the podcast, but we were talking at about plus 10, weren't we, at one point? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mentioned the auto rate because
1: it's embarrassing. The wheat has more than tripled the amount of money. I mean, it's just like amazing how much the market's gone down. And everybody's now saying, oh, I'm going to carry that new
2: crop. I don't think they are. I've heard it all before in April, you'll carry it. No, you won't. Well, especially not with how things look at the minute in the field. I do have a bit of a fear. I mean,
3: there is demand in the nearby. There's demand in April, little bits of May. But I have a real fear that when the farmer gets that mental place of wanting to sell it, I'm not sure there'll be that many bids around. I mean, there aren't that many now. Well, yeah. I mean, quite a lot of consumers
4: are done, aren't they? Until new supposed supposedly. Yep, the consumers say they're done all the time. Yeah, yeah they, they are, do. But I I'm mean, done now. Yeah, I'm done. But they can buy at such a discount, can't they? Yeah, footy, they probably will do that. Are you
1: done? Yeah, you're done again. And then there's who else is done? Locky, he gets it. It's a bit done. like it's a
2: bit like Egypt. Gregor. When Egypt say, Oh yeah, we don't need to buy any more wheat and You're then the it. next month they're in for two million tons.
1: <laughs> so there's gonna to be a little bit more traded to the consumer, but not much. And there does seem to be a shortage of people selling farm grain at this point. The market's dropped so much, people aren't accepting the price and it's easy to say I'll carry it a new crop. The reality of difference in price between July and Nov, it's about the same price. So by the time you've blown it, looked like, up, you know. Well, if you take it finance and physically looking after it, and blending new crop into old crop, if you've got the space, yeah. I mean, it might be a unmitigating disaster on new crop. I mean, I'd probably make the decision about carrying it in about two months' time, not now, because it may well be an even bigger discount. And I think potentially that's what we're looking at. But unless I'm missing something, unless there really is no more wheat. Mm. But, you know, we've actively told our farmers to sell it, so most of it has gone. That's true, isn't it? Are there people out there with lots and lots of wheat that they are just going to hang on to regardless? Because I'm not aware of that many people, but maybe I should be Well, nervous. maybe not
2: here, but in other parts of the country, possibly, anecdotally, we're hearing.
1: Well, historically, Yorkshire types hang on to it, don't they? Yeah. I'm always still about that. We'll all I'll hang on to that. Right. The Yorkshiremen came in then.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: dear. Oh, I've missed
3: this. So...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right, we've covered a wheat. There's too much of it about it. Feed barley's cacked out completely. All rape has gone through the floor. We're all miserable about price, but the prospects for harvest are amazing. The crops never look better in this part of the world, has it?
2: Yeah, they look, everything looks bloody good. Disease
1: potential in the crop because they can't get on mm-hmm. and spray it? Yeah, you were saying that. I know, I've just said it again out
4: loud. Definitely, but I think it's a little bit early. Do you? Yeah. I mean, but next week also, the weather forecast for next week looks really dry and about perfect. I think it's like 14 to... 18 for the whole next 10 days after this little bit of rain we're about to go. Start of the
2: drought season.
4: Yeah,
1: drought. We heard it at first. Yeah,
2: pretty brave call.
5: (laughs) Joe, what do you think about that? It's a big one. I don't know yet. (laughs) You you, you, you are weather department, aren't you? Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not going to go into it too deeply. Any vortexes on the way? No, no, that's off the agenda now for the moment. Just so...
1: The states have had a bit of a dry old time in places, and they they've got a bit of... And they'll continue. They've got a bit of flooding because of snow melt in a hurry now, because it's yeah. warming up suddenly. And the snow that is there is melting yeah. quickly, but the
5: Colorado River is nearly empty. Yeah. See that on you last night? No. Oh, but, yeah. But they've got to have serious amounts of rain to be able to pull that back, and it's going to stay in a neutral phase for another four months until... Well,
1: The bulk of the water taken out of the river is for agricultural purposes. And so they're getting to a point where I think our favourite octogenarian who runs onto the stage is saying that he's asking them to have 25% cut in their water usage for each of five states that draw water out of the river. That's going to have a very big hit on the agricultural sector, I think. But let's talk about Biden for a minute now we've just mentioned him. Yeah, he was really, really good in Northern Ireland, wasn't he? Really fond of them.
2: Yeah, and he looks like he's going to run again as well. (laughs) Holy shit. He's
1: he's emphasising his Irishness, isn't he? Which is great, you know, good. Yeah, to be sure. He's a little bit over-the-top anti-Brit, isn't he? Let's face it. Yeah, yeah. He's also just so old. (laughs) He is
4: so old. Honestly, the way he talks, he's just so old. just yeah, maybe, but, like, he's, they, there was a thing yesterday where the press were going to ask him some free questions, and then his press secretary took them all away because, apparently, he'd just melt. Unless, <laughs> and, unless, they're like, unless he knows what they're going to ask beforehand, he in, struggles with it. In
1: this modern age, should we have ageist warnings when someone says something really ageist like that? I'm just checking because I get in trouble for... I mean, he's, and, a, he's the yeah.
4: president of the US, and he is pretty ancient. And just the way he does things, I'm not saying oh, it's got nothing to do with his age, I think he's only, what is he, four years older than Donald Trump or something, or whatever age he is. He's not significantly older, but Donald Trump, not that I'm a massive supporter or anything, but he's more with it, or seems to be more Don't. with it, than Donald Trump. Well,
1: he's got plenty of time. Well, let's talk about Donald Trump. There's another one. He's been arrested. Yeah, he has. And the implications are that it's going to help his presidential campaign. It will. Go. I think he'll win the next presidential election. <laughs> you couldn't write it. What about China and Taiwan? Let's talk about that one. That's another excitement. What's that going to do to the price of grain if it happens?
2: Well, I think knowing the way how markets react and how algorithms think, you'd think that if China did anything in Taiwan, there would be an immediate spike, panic. And then ultimately, I think people have to just calm down and say, actually, globally, does that have a massive impact on grain trade? Not really. Could argue it's bearish. Take the biggest importer off the pitch. Ultimately. But it's like deja
3: vu of Russia, wasn't it? Like training exercise along the borders, you know? Yeah.
2: I mean, you know, I was very flippant, wasn't I, about, I hope we haven't got any listeners in Taiwan, but I did say, I don't know why we're that worried. And then Joe piped up and said that we need all that, they produce
5: all these chips. Yeah, I don't know what it is percentage wise, but they are by far the biggest semiconductor producer in the world. I think Silicon Valley had, go back 20 years ago, they were sort of at the forefront and they still had a fair grip on the world market. But suddenly over time, cost of production, all that sort of stuff, and they just took off and they are, you know, the world would be, I mean, it has been. You talk about anyone buying electrical equipment. You look at cars and everything else that went into them. But they had to reduce the sort of equipment that was going into it because they didn't have the right semiconductors available to be able to sort of continue fueling those products. So, yeah, yeah. If that comes off the pitch, we're I'd say you, you've sort of taken the piss, but dark ages type thing. Yeah, you'd love it, wouldn't you, Joe? <laughs> hey, We'd well, have a good bike to work. You no, that would
2: happen. <laughs>
3: when well, we start talking about chips, so I was just thinking about McCain's there for a minute.
4: <laughs> also, on the subject of biking to work, wherever has got the perfect bike to work along as this as like, absolutely newly done footpath, yeah, well, it was the, the old railway line, the old yeah. North Walsham-Elsham railway line. It's literally a straight line as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but if he can't bike, he's got a problem with his arse, hasn't he, or something?
4: Was it a curry or something? What's your trouble, Ian? Got a
5: dodgy tailbone. <laughs>
2: what from <laughs> <Ian's>,
5: <laughs> <laughs> Ian Ian was also do you, you remember the story about Ian was also pretty much mentally scarred by the he did some charity thing with work and the first two days he couldn't understand why he couldn't keep up with the rest of the pack and it turned out after the third day someone got on his bike and said <laughs> you know your brakes still on don't you <laughs>
3: That is actually a true, well, slightly true story. <laughs> so I did the coast-to-coast charity bike ride from east, yeah. east Co- to Coast-to-coast, literally Holcomb
2: to Cromer.
3: West to it was 180 miles. So we turned up at, I think it was Whitehaven, I think, anyway. Picked up these bikes, these hard bikes, which are nice bikes. <laughs> and I cycled, having not been on a bike for about five years, cycled like 100 <laughs> metres like this bike's not right this is hard <laughs> and uh, and then uh, so my mate he knew what he's doing got on it it's like you know we just started so everyone's racing off. So he's like look oh, have a look and I was like what's wrong and he's like no idea and then just got on his bike and <laughs> <laughs> was, there was me just like pedaling hard pedaling hard and I was like this isn't right at the back got the first day done painful you know really sore legs 90 miles. <laughs> yeah. And then midway through the second morning, well, I can't remember where I'd been, but getting towards Newcastle, I rode through a puddle and all of a sudden the water got on the tiles and I heard the screeching and literally the wheel wasn't on the straights so and my brake was locked on for the whole, literally for the whole two days. What a legend. Yeah. Was that what did the bone No, it isn't, is it? Oh, when you said that, I
1: just thought, yeah, back to those first year at school. School days, yeah. Pretty, you know, that's private education for you having your tailbone sorted out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway,
1: moving swiftly on. Uh, anyway, yeah, so
2: mm, China, Taiwan. So, I mean, look, there's definite, there is, tension has ramped up there. Yeah. I mean, crikey, if China go for it, I don't know, how does the world respond? What does America do? Because they're saying they'll defend it, but... Well, what's <sighs> it, you know, Kim
1: Jong-un has just fired a ballistic missile and had the Japanese diving under the table yeah. with the alarms going, isn't he? It is it's a very precarious world at the moment, and you know, if I was Vlad, you know, I'd might stick a quick nuclear weapon somewhere I shouldn't.
2: Well, it's almost giving him a say, a, little, a little bit of a license, yeah.
1: yeah. Let's not worry about it. It will hit. And ju- I mean,
2: and just on that, you know, back to target, I mean, we'll, we'll be gone. Will we'll 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 we be bang on about it. But the grain corridor you know, the grain corridor's back in the news because Russia is saying it, it's not working. It's not working. So, you know, that is that. The interesting thing was, so I can't
3: remember which Russian minister was, basically talking about not enforcing an export restriction, but they were saying that um, the Russians would not sell below the cost of production, saying the cost of production was $275. And they said, look, this is not going to be enforced. It's not a hard and fast rule. People are up to trade whatever they want. But the latest tender, every single Russian seller was at 275 not saying they were held to ransom well, at all, but yeah. But
2: we know that the Russian government basically control the grain export body, don't they? Company. So that is it. That yeah, 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 yeah. I think it all comes under one. Because I think there was five or six different bodies that
3: were all at two hundred and seventy-five quid. Yeah. So yeah, freedom oh, yeah. of speech. All right,
1: as I'm seamlessly the man that changes subject. Well, the French, they must have done something while we've been away. What's going on with that?
2: Well, yeah, the French, I mean, I don't know. It looks like they're just ready to shoot their own leg off with this new policy on what they're going to do with wheat and phosphine.
1: Well, they're banning phosphine
3: on wheat. You know about this, Webby. You can talk about this. I think so, a little bit. On the 25th of April, I think it's getting voted. And it's probably a bit of a kind of been decided already, I'd guess, because it's deemed, well, phosphine isn't that nice a chemical, is it, really? Well, sorry, it's not a chemical, it's a gas. <laughs> uh, a gas.
5: World War Two. Yeah, somewhere in Poland. Pretty brutal, yeah. <laughs> Joe, knowledge, this is impressive. Um,
1: yeah. So the French wouldn't have known much about that. They'd already surrendered, hadn't they? So, what? <clears throat> Yeah, but the point is, does it leave a residue on the product? Is that what they're saying? Because it's a gas
3: is a gas. I think one of the things that was mentioned is that <laughs> it's restricting the potential for french exports because a lot of the african business has to be phosphined i was unaware of but then it makes sense because you're going to a hot country you gas your vessel in transit and then you've got clean wheat out the end yeah which is in the end
1: you have to have bug-free wheat don't you that's one of the things of this time of the year when the weather warms up we should start seeing the little creepy crawlies reappearing shouldn't we if you take away gas you've got very limited ways of getting rid of bugs haven't you
2: yeah, well, it's mechanical, isn't it? And, you know, how effective is that? Well, it is effective, but it's
1: expensive. And you still end up with a whole load of little bugs in the bottom of your machines and little buggers can't get rid of them. OK, so the Frenchies are banning phosphine. What else are they doing? What else have they done? They're on strike, aren't
2: they? Yeah, they're still worried about their pensions and how they need to stop work at 52. Hmm. Well,
1: there was a thing came through on, from Scotty. It said something how do you make a Frenchman into a lean, mean fighting machine? Tell him he's got to work at least
2: 64.
1: <laughs> 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 Terrible. After all, our French listeners. <laughs> yeah. Bonjour. Right, OK, what else? What's the market, we've done that, haven't we? Biden, we've done that. What else do we need to tell everybody about?
5: I think there might be something out of the, I don't know, out the impact of the hurricane in Australia, cyclone, cyclone their Northern Territory.
2: It's Western Australia, but it is enormous, this cyclone. Yeah. It's the biggest one in 10 years. I mean yeah and it could go right across the country
5: it must affect obviously palm oil and various other parts of Malaysia okay so this is as it occurred finished or what's it they're doing they're evacuating people in parts of that side of the, Australia at the moment as we speak
1: because it's going to rip the house. so bad
5: 17 inches at least of rain that sort of stuff okay i knew we'd awaken your weather person
1: <laughs> and anywhere else in the world suffering terrible Temperatures. Well, I mean,
2: Spain, phenomenal drought, unbelievable drought going on. So, I mean, they don't produce a lot of crop anyway, and they import a lot, but it's, you know.
1: But they're the start of harvest, aren't they, for Europe? And have, Yeah. Has North Africa started yet? We're in April. It's probably not quite time yet, is it? I don't no. know. I should know these things. We should send a delegation to Morocco. Who's going to go?
4: I'll
1: go. Oh, yeah. Surfing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what else is the brethren out there? What have they missed out on? Pearls of wisdom that come out from our intense conversations about grain. The market price for grain has dropped dramatically. The crop production for next year is exceptionally good in this neck of the woods. Some parts of the country have not got their spring barley in the ground any more than about 25-30%. Scotland springs to mind. So there's issues in the market that will begin to have a bearing. You might, as I said, I think last week, that we'll get a few molsters beginning to be a bit nicer to you. A few nerves will be jangling. But largely, there's a kind of lack of selling, isn't there? Farmers don't like the prices. Are they really on it? Where are they at? I've, I've spoken to you. I've had very few trades
3: with farmers since we've been back. Mm. I'd say it, but I think there's a real fear of selling the bottom. Mm. You know, everyone's got that fear. Every trader has that fear, don't you? Yeah. But I don't know, from where you sit at the moment, okay, new crop is probably going to go to worse place, but hopefully should recover. But it feels like the bottom for old crop's got a way to come yet.
4: Totally, and I think a lot of people did do budgets, and they put budgets in at a certain level, and it's quite a long, you know, it could be easily 30, 40 quid below that. And whilst no one really cares about the UK cost of production,
1: that's what a lot of them are thinking, from well, when I talk to them about it. They do care about the cost of production, but they're kind of like that's a movable feast at the moment. Yeah. And, yes, you have to kind of – because we've got some really low-stated ones and some really over-the-top high-stated ones. You can't argue about it. You just have to go, oh, that's terrible. But what's in that cost? And so allowing for that, is it relevant to the sale price? No, because if someone's only prepared to pay 190 for something, then that's all it's worth, isn't it? And kind of we're in that funny place at the moment where I don't know whether the rest of the trade is soaking everything up. The conversations we're having with the rest of the trade is that it's just not happening. So what are farmers waiting for is always a, you know, what is it they want? Do they know what they want? Do you think if we saw a 30 quid rally, they'd sell it all? Yeah. No, they wouldn't. I don't think they would. I think they'd
4: go up more. Yeah, I think exactly that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Is 175 too low? I'm I'm not saying I'm going to carry it, but new crops are only 180 now, sir. I don't care. It's going to go up. I personally think that if the weather doesn't start showing signs of going wrong shortly. We're going to have to be bearish about new crop. I am confident that the weather will misbehave. There'll be our own version of a cyclone or something or heatwave that will do enough damage to psych the people in this industry who turn the market on its head and go crazy for it. I think that will come. But no one listening to this podcast can bank on that, can they? They've got to bank on things that they know. And the futures are trading at 2.07 now which is just above the low, I think, of a couple of weeks ago. So that's 192x November. Yeah. Yeah. So that's getting down there, isn't it? Not comfortable for anybody, certainly not the trade and certainly not farmers, but the good upside is that the potential of the crop, and the, for some of the reason it's gone down, is exceptionally good, largely speaking. So, all right, other influences. Has there been any companies, I mean, we've had a little bit of grief about our profit being too high. Well, a couple of people have dared say that, and... We've had to bury them. Um, So, (laughs) sorry about making a profit, everybody. (laughs) But there's been some other ones, haven't there? Who else came? Oh, yeah. Frontier. Yeah. They only made 30 million, so you're probably right. We did make too much.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, they had a good year.
1: Yeah, well, they've got an enormous, proportionately, they have such an enormous market share. You'd expect them to make that much money, wouldn't you, I guess? I don't know if that counts their bank money. Is that in there? Or is that separate? Oh, I don't know. Better look that up, haven't we? Yeah, anyway.
2: Anyway. Who else? Anyone else come up? ADM and they come up with theirs or? No? No, no. ADM must be soon, I would think. Kofko, Safitra, Openfields.
1: Openfield Openfield made a profit.
2: Yeah, Openfield, yeah, they had a good, they did well. They had the best year they've had for ages, didn't they? Yeah. Good. So, but I don't think anyone's getting a dividend, but. Aren't they? Well, doing grain shareholders are.
1: Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, all those farmers are invested. When we said, here's an opportunity to buy shares, and some of them did, and some of them didn't. And the ones who didn't, who made a comment about us making a profit, the one-liner is, well, you could have shared in that success if you just had the foresight. But hey, all right, let's move on to something else. Um, (laughs) Another thing, there's a lot of molting barley been moving recently. We've got some of our malters holding up a little bit and we kind of could do with them starting on getting some of the stock out but there has been a good movement on several lumps of our malting barley which is good i mean we're in april and we've got several bins empty now but we do need a little bit of the finger pulled out from a couple of the guys who are dragging their feet a little but that's actually quite rewarding because it's been such a champagne crop as you look at next season it's probably if you have got malting barley left you know if you've got a 1.5 nitrogen spring barley that's ninety-eight retained and two percent screenings, that is as good as it gets. And it's probably twelve or thirteen percent moisture. So the little bit we've got left, I think that's a useful insurance yeah. policy, especially with the jocks having a bit of a later planting time. So I think that's actually a little bit optimistic for any balances we always need to keep some up our shirt just in case something has gone wrong. But right now Touchwood is all steaming out, isn't it? Futures wheat, not much moving on that. We're expecting a lump of that to start going in May. Because there's going to be a very big tender as we've, you know, not just our stuff getting yeah. re-tendered plus our originals coming in. I think <laughs> there's other people going to join in. The open position is coming down, but by no means quick enough. So that should see the exit for people who don't want to write a big checkout. They've only got next week and Friday to trade, haven't they, to get out of their position if they don't want to write a checkout. And I think there will be a reasonably big first day tender.
2: Yeah. I mean, there might be some people in there who own futures who shouldn't, and, you know, they're not going to tie cash up in that. It's pointless. Someone needs to
1: tell them about our podcast, don't they? Every year, you need to listen to us. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever gets caught, if you're a futures broker, and I know some of you boys listen just so you've got something intelligent to say to your other clients. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's from my own pleasure and um yeah just say look listen to the doing great podcast if you've got a future position talk to those boys or listen to them don't even talk to us and just learn right well do we could drink a beer this week we've only got a one well, small no, we bottle haven't. of beer do you know what we got no beer of note to share so we got you lot out there listening for free you need to think a little bit you know guilt something a day like today in the afternoon it would have been great to crack a beer each wouldn't it but generosity's dried yeah. up make it a decent bit don't send rubbishy old fruit coloured coffee stouty send, send a special brew
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh. delicious
1: <laughs> no just you know good session ale that makes our life really happy
3: doesn't mm. it anyway we have we
1: covered every bit of ground anything else you want to say anybody I
3: yeah, think we're good no I think we're there okay thank you very much
1: thank you thank you thank you yeah we're off then goodbye everybody see you next week oh and don't forget the Doing Grain podcast walk 28th in Cromer at 11am and I can't remember the what three words off the top of my head so I said it last week but 28th of April in Cromer 11am see you then <laughs>
0: For listening make sure you subscribe to get updates on new episodes and when they are released and follow us on twitter and instagram we are at Dewing grain call Dewing grain on 01263 731 or email info at doinggrain.co.uk the Dewing grain podcast is produced by east coast design studio a full service creative agency specializing in websites digital marketing and branding Get in touch to inquire with their friendly team on info at eastcoastdesignstudio.co.uk.